I joined this group called Rise for Climate on Facebook and I started listening to their posts and adding content where I could. And then I said, well, you know, they aren't pushing nuclear. Why aren't they pushing nuclear? And I mentioned that in the group. I posted, you know, why aren't we pushing nuclear? This is the great solution to the environment. It's a an olive branch between left and right. The right are interested in nuclear because it's pro-corporation and the left should be because it's the cleanest form of energy available. Why aren't we doing this? And they jumped on me like I was I was a leper and they, they, they cast me out. I was banned from the group for questioning the dogma of the left. The Rational View is a weekly series hosted by me, Dr. Alan Scott, providing a rational, evidence-based perspective addressing important societal issues. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rational View. I'm Dr. Alan Scott. On this episode, why are the other guys idiots? Now, unless you've been living under a rock for the last long time, you will know that society has become highly polarized, and what serves for debate on the internet has become a screaming contest or a name-calling match between two highly polarized opposite ends of the political spectrum. And I believe this is a very dangerous situation for Western uh, liberal democracies, which depend on free and open discussion of issues. This sort of a situation has uh, come to bog down all of the major politicized uh, debates. Climate change, uh, you get the environmentalists versus the oil companies or the apologists, uh, Black Lives Matter versus the all lives matter blowback that you've probably been aware of uh, the COVID-19 uh, isolation versus uh, the economy uh, I would die for the economy people uh, right versus left in any political discourse has become a screaming contest and it's dangerous for our democracy now if you also find this an important issue to our democracy and you like what I'm saying here, please don't be afraid to like, uh, send me a comment and share this podcast because I really think it's important for us as a society to address the issue that we can't talk to each other. Why are the other guys idiots? Well, everyone thinks that the folks on the other side are ignorant. and This is not unique to one side or the other in any of these debates that I'm talking about. The other guys... Ignore the facts. An entire news network is built on generating alternate facts and spinning an alternate reality to, a, to the right. Each side really has constructed an independent reality, uh, and each side feels that they are correct. Well, who's right? These people are reinforced by the social media echo chamber. On Facebook, you listen to posts, you get posts that copy your viewpoint back to you and it's it builds up this hysteria where you don't see any dissenting opinions if you don't want to you really have to work hard to see a different opinion and step out of the echo chamber and not get all of this continuous confirmation of your false worldview the debate and the the polarization has been pumped up by powerful, well-coordinated networks of content generators seeking to sow chaos and build fear. The Russians are out there, the Chinese are out there, and they're happy to see Western democracies tearing themselves apart and at each other's throat. They would love to see nothing better than to see us fail. This is being, uh, this is being um, enabled 
by companies like Cambridge Analytica who target the vulnerable using uh, big data from Facebook uh, and building uh, these profiles of, of vulnerable, vulnerable people on the internet that they can use to disrupt democracy to whoever the highest bidder is. There are clickbaiters out there who are inventing inflammatory content just to get people to click. And it's very easy to, to make, to, to target these people, right? Now the right is openly anti-science, anti-expertise, anti-intellectual, anti-free press, and pro-corporation. That's pretty well the only thing they're pro. They say they're pro-life too. Uh, but that, as you can see in the ongoing debates about COVID-19, is not really true. It's a, it's a flag for a certain issue. And it's mainly driven by religion. Now the left, we're tolerant of everything natural. The left is anti-technology though. The left demonizes genetically modified organisms which have, you know, the power to feed the poor in, in all of the world. They demonize nuclear power. They demonize uh, glyphosate, Roundup, uh, weed killer. And none of this has any scientific basis. The climate discussion is a great example of the divide. And I'd like to just talk to you a little bit about it because I've been embroiled in this for some time. The oil industry billionaires have paid hundreds of millions to sow doubt amongst the populist, uh, demonize scientists, environmentalists, and paralyze the political system uh, so that they can continue to rake in the profits while the earth burns. Conservative politicians have profited by selling this story to their constituents, and they've labeled the popular press as fake news in an effort to suppress the scientific consensus and the reality that is mainly brought to you by mainstream journalism. It's a, a scary uh, filth, uh, a scary mirror of Orwell's 1984, where they said, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Well, this is the party, and they're in power in the U.S. Of course, people on the left, I, I feel like I'm mostly on the left, but I, I'm more centrist than anything. Um, the people on the left say, my side is smart. We know the facts. We believe in science. Now, do you really? The vast majority on both sides really don't have sufficient expertise to comment on the issues that they're commenting on in social media. Most people are lazy intellectually. The left is willing to believe there's a crisis in the environment because the scientists say it, and they like to call themselves pro-science environmentalists. However, they're unwilling to look at the best solution out there for low carbon energy, and that's nuclear power. The environments are led by anti-science zealots who demonize the one technology that could save the environment. I, as a climate supporter uh, and believer in the science, uh, I, I look at the evidence, I follow the science, I understand the science. I tried to join a, a climate group to help spread the message and, and combat the forces of evil, um, as I saw it, right? Uh, and I don't think it's evil. I think the people at the top are evil, but I don't think everyone's evil. Obviously, there's a lot of good people on the right. And I joined this group called Rise for Climate on Facebook, and I started listening to their posts and adding content where I could. And then I said, well, you know, they aren't pushing nuclear. Why aren't they pushing nuclear? And I mentioned that in the group. I posted, you know, 
Why aren't we pushing nuclear? This is the great solution to the environment. It's a, an olive branch between left and right. The right are interested in nuclear because it's pro-corporation, and the left should be because it's the cleanest form of energy available. Why aren't we doing this? And they jumped on me like I was I was a leper, and they, they, they cast me out. I was banned from the group for questioning the dogma of the left. Now, why? Why is the left anti-science? Well, environmentalists have been fighting large industries that have been destroying the environment for decades. And I think there's some inertia here. There, there's a, a feeling that big technology equals bad. They've bought this appeal to nature fallacy, which suggests that natural sunlight and wind are better in some mystical sense than natural radioactive minerals as a power source. And you can see this in all of the other arguments as well against genetically modified organisms, right? Natural is better. Um, all of these, all of these things, Roundup, you know, it, it's the safest herbicide that we have. It causes no damage. It dissipates in the environment, but they have to demonize it, right? Because it's, it's against their, their mystical pro-nature stance, you know, chemicals have become a bad word, uh, not understanding what chemicals are. Now, a big problem with the climate issue is that nuclear power seems dangerous due to its association with nuclear weapons. And this isn't a real problem everywhere. I mean, Canada's can-do reactors don't even use enriched weapons-grade uranium. The U.S. chose to use that because they wanted to build weapons. Uh, so I can see that there's definitely an issue there about proliferation with these enriched fuel uh, reactors. But that isn't where we have to go to save the environment. Unfortunately, the debate, as you see it on the internet, has become uh, something of a tribal pissing contest with neither side respecting the science. Each side talks past the other. Now, friends of mine, people who used to seem intelligent, I see them posting now, and they're basically just copying uh, these, these clickbait memes, like some sort of weaponized meme posting attack bots. Most social media debate degrades into name calling almost immediately. It's useless. Why? Well, no debate is really possible if we can't even agree on the basic facts. And this is crazy. It feels like we're living in the matrix. There's an entire segment of society living in an artificial world that are being fed stuff by Fox News that bears very little resemblance to reality. And, you know, the left is not, is not holy in this, right? As I say. So here I am. I am I am your Morpheus. I am going to show you the world as it really is, both left and right. And all it takes is skepticism and a willingness to consider more than one source of information. To constantly question you what you are being told. Don't believe your leaders. Go out there and learn. There's so much information out there on the internet. Of course, one can't become an, an expert on everything. One needs to trust an expert. And if you're not very knowledgeable and you're lazy... You just trust people who are popular in your peer group. And this is the heart of tribalism. And if you're in a peer group, say a, a left-leaning group in, in urban society or a right-leaning group in a rural society, the fear of being ostracized and cast out and looking different, losing face, means that you're not even going to listen to the other side because each side has demonized the other. The, the right are these horrible hicks and the left are these elites and each of them is trying to destroy the other's view of the country and it's not true 
But if you're surrounded by only your tribe and you're hearing this uh, constant clickbait, weaponized meme culture on the internet, you've got this face faceless social platform where you talk to a caricature of the other. And again, Orwell, who's one of my favorite authors on nationalism, said, the habit of identifying oneself with a single nation or other unit, placing it beyond good and evil, and recognizing no other duty than that of advancing its interests. The abiding purpose of every nationalist is to secure more power and more prestige, not for himself, but for the nation or other unit in which he has chosen to sink his own individuality. I started out that way as well. Uh, back when I was a, a graduate student, you know, I'd be on the internet jumping on morons from the other side, just adding flames and no content. And that doesn't help. You shouldn't be commenting unless you're adding content. That's one of my rules now on the internet is don't comment. Uh, don't, don't be a ditto head. Don't say, yes, that's better. I like it. Or no, that's horrible. I don't like it. You're an idiot. It doesn't help, right? It just inflames. So why is it that the people that are so wrong seem so confident? And this is something called the knowledge curve. Now, the knowledge curve basically states that if you don't know anything about something, you're operating from a straw man or a caricature of the real data and you're very confident. You've been told something or you've got some idea, some simple idea that your mind is glommed onto and, and you're, you're the master of this domain. But once you start learning a bit, you realize that you don't know very much at all. And this is the place where you can start, the humility that you have to get to to start looking at, when you start looking at an issue is, is important. And then you, you continue to, to follow the debate, you go to the references, you look at the original scientific literature, you learn a bit, and then you start to feel like you know a little bit about the issue. And this is when you can really contribute on science and social media. And not only is the knowledge curve something that's important, uh, there's a couple guys called Dunning and Kruger who put out a paper uh, about the knowledge curve, and they basically said that there are people out there that can't progress on the knowledge curve. Basically, they're either too lazy or too stupid, and, and the issue is too ignorant to recognize that they are spouting nonsense. And this is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, basically, if you're too ignorant to realize that you're uh, know-nothing, uh, you become very confident, and you can't be convinced of the truth. Now, these people aren't evil. The people on the other side of the argument aren't evil, and they're not stupid. There are a few leaders that are, and most people are frightened and easily uh, victimized in in their uh, echo chamber where they don't get more than their own group's message. They can't trust the outgroup experts for fear of being ostracized. But people on both sides of the issue are very similar. We have similar motivations. We want the same things. We all want to take care of our kids. We all want a good life. We don't want war. We want safety. We want prosperity. Both sides are choosing their trusted experts, uh, trusting their chosen experts, and not a lot of people are thinking. And what happens is name calling just widens the gap. We need to get to a place where we can talk respectfully and interact without name calling and laughing at each other's posts and just adding up the likes versus the laughs. You need to reach out with compassion and understanding 
get out of the echo chamber, step out of the echo chamber and realize, approach these people with compassion, show you're listening. The other side is a fearful. Try to address their fears. Let's go out there and make a difference. If you've liked this podcast, please tune in again next week for my podcast on the wage gap and the family gap. Comment, like, and share. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for listening.